Hey, 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 what's up, y'all? Welcome back. We got another episode of Strange Happenings coming at you tonight. Uh, welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Mikey, and of course, always the bro host, Bub. Bub, how you doing? Great. How you feeling? Good. Awesome. What's happening, Necro? Uh, and also, tonight with us, Stoner and Disbro and Master Control. What's up, everybody? There they are. <laughs> Rolling deep. What's happening, Colleen? Sess in the city. Thanks for joining us. What's happening, guys? Hey, everybody. Um, we've got a great episode, but first, uh, some social media shout outs and so forth. Uh, you mm-hmm. guys can follow us at The Strange Road on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Uh, the Facebook group, Strange Road Hitchhikers. Hit us up there. Uh, on YouTube, as always, like this video, share with your friends, and hit that notification bell. And uh, that way you guys get updates on everything that we got rocking, the shorts, the clips, uh, the live streams, the premieres, uh, interview episodes. And so we hugely appreciate that. And you guys can listen on Spotify, Apple, Google, everywhere we get your podcasts. Keep those five-star ratings. We see you, Anna, Ohio. We see you, Dayton, Ohio, blowing up the spot over here. That's some big chunks. (laughs) That's some big chunks. So all of our listeners in Seattle, Washington, the last couple weeks, crazy, um, uh, listening, watching. You guys are the best. Um, But it's uh, wild. It's wild. (laughs) Bub's been freaking out. There's uh, somebody in Dayton that just downloaded like 55 episodes. (laughs) I just. I mean, it's cool. (laughs) It's cool because you know, I like numbers. I like analytics. It's Ohio. It's home, so. Starting to get a little homegrown. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we appreciate everybody stopping by, checking out what we're doing, what we're creating, feedback. Um, you know, I think especially the last episode we just put out uh, this week, right? Yeah. With Lindsay. Really, yeah. I said it. Gotten some good feedback. It'll freak you out. Yeah. Watch oh, it. man. Listen to it. Listen to her Had episode. some folks Monday night that uh, might not have been able to sleep, but uh, I know Necro, <laughs> was, he was fine. He was dreaming. Nice and easy. Uh, um, but uh, also, uh, we love to keep these live streams completely ad-free. Our, our All of our YouTube premieres ad-free. Yep. Um, but a great way to support the show is the Super Chat and Super Stickers, letting you all know that's there. Uh, but we got a hell of an episode. Always trying to bring the strange uh, bi-weekly. If you guys hadn't noticed, we're back to our normal schedule of each Monday. An interview episode is dropping so yeah. we kind of pumped the brakes. We got a bunch of these projects that are like ready to go uh, and started at least. So we decided to kick it back up a notch and we're back to uh, launching every Monday uh, the Strange Road interview show that we do is back in full swing. So there you go. Yep. Bob, I know you're excited about that. We were getting a little antsy, weren't we? At least that's what Stones. I, I'll, put, I'll put it this way: Kyle, Kyle put it best just by saying, "I think this is an itch that needs scratched." <laughs> I've heard it come up more than once yep. from not just you or not just me, and you know. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it's good. It's good. All right. Well, Stoner's dad's feeling groovy. Get at it. I think we're I ready it. to go. I love it. That's a good sign. Um, we've got a great show, Bub. You uh, definitely took the lead this week on on choosing the articles, putting the show yeah. together. Uh, hats off to you, buddy. For uh, oh, I, I was that. on a jib job yesterday, and and we had uh, a, some great meetings today. So thanks for putting this one together. Um, and by the way, Stoner absolutely been killing it. Stoner graphics, been knocking it out. The edits, yeah. the uh, shorts, clips. the clips, the TikToks, like. Yep. 
all of it is just looking yeah. so good. Custom captions we're doing now. Um, all those little things. Yeah, I tell them, hey, I've got clips ready. And the next thing you know, the day after, they're, they're done. Like rolling out. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> man, like you were getting after it. I love yeah. it. It's great. Yeah. The it's machine, really cool. The, the, the wizard is in his lair. Oh, he's in there <laughs> casting spells. <laughs> you got to watch him. <laughs> you ready yeah. to hop in? Yeah. All you right. ready to dive in? Yeah, this first one's great. You want to do this one? You want it? No, no. You want me? Okay. Yeah, you totally should. So it's. There's just been some crazy stories lately. A couple weeks back, or I don't even know how long anymore. I mean, time's just kind of like not real. You know, it just keeps... It's fall. I it don't was know chilly today. It's so cold out today, but... Well, cold, I wouldn't say, but... Cold to me. For you. Yeah, for me. But we had the article, you know, about the Manson follower that got finally released, you know, and there's, mm-hmm. there's kind of like these stories that have been entrenched in long time U.S. history, right? Like just these yeah. one-off really weird, yeah. oh, like the Manson murders, like, you know, those ladies will never get out of jail or Charlie mm-hmm. and Charlie did. D.B. Right? Cooper. D.B. Cooper, like just stuff like that to where it's like. All coming back around. What? Are you sure? And like, not the Manson one's not believable, but like, I never thought that lady was getting out, any of them. I just never thought yeah. it would happen. So whatever. It's just kind of one of those. But this article is starts off pretty hot uh, and heavy with the missing millionaire spotted living with cannibal tribe in unearthed footage. Where is it from? Where it's pretty it? wild. This article yeah. is from the Daily Star. And this is from the uh, author Michael Morin. And it's from the 22nd of August. And uh, so this is a story. Uh, where some footage apparently emerged showing a naked white man hunting alongside members of a cannibal tribe who they apparently think could be uh, Michael Rockefeller, you know, a member of the famously wealthy Rockefeller family. Mm -hmm. He went messing on a trip to Papua New Guinea in 1961, right? Um, So on November 17th, the small boat carrying uh, Rockefeller and Dutch anthropologist Rene Vossing to this island, they got in trouble, right? So Rockefeller looks at this um, researcher and says, hey, uh, I think I can make it. I'm going to swim it. This is three miles. Now, I, here's my question. It, do you think he swam at the time or it was just like, we're in such peril? I'm going to do like, do you think he really calculated it? Because a three mile. Yeah, it depends if you're three swimming miles. into a current, current or with a current or I, it's a river, right? That's pretty so far out. swimming three miles downstream. How do you even know where you're swimming to? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't even know if you could see shore at three miles. At the water level like that, if you're going to get in, I don't know, whatever. But anyways, he was never seen again. Yep. Right? Nobody nobody knew what happened to him, etc. So recently resurfaced film footage captured near the spot where Rockefeller disappeared may change that. This podcaster, <laughs> Mr. Ballen, B-A-L-L-E-N, told how Rockefeller was spotted in the jungles of New Guinea long after he was presumed dead. And this is a quote. A reporter named Milt Macklin heard from this mysterious Australian person who had actually run into Michael Rockefeller recently in the jungle of New Guinea, not far from where he supposedly disappeared. Macklin failed to find this missing man, but he shot a great deal of film showing the Azmat in their home, right? So this is the tribe in New Guinea that they think he might be with. So 40 years later, another documentary crew film, film crew decided they were going to go to New Guinea and look for Michael because they were still... Um, you know, hearing all these rumors floating around that he was alive. So they're like, we're going to go look for him. 
they uncovered this unwatched footage from Milt Macklin, who had already done this research. They were doing their prep. They, to go before they went to go find him. Right. They were watching all this footage. They watched this footage and all of a sudden see this boom naked white dude running with this war canoe with got all hours of, these of footage. Not white naked villagers and tribesmen. It takes a lot of time to scrub through footage. Like yeah. if you're just going, you know, it's a it's a task, especially if you have hours worth of footage. So or if you just had cams set up and you didn't have somebody actually physically operating, yeah. you just had film rolling or you mm-hmm. know, I mean. From what this looks like, this wasn't, you know, the most high-tech of equipment they were using, but at the time it was, but it probably would have been a person on the camera, you would think, but beyond that, it clearly does show this naked white guy with the tribe, right? <laughs> so, um, there he is. So there's one explanation, right? But there's also this other explanation, and this comes from another documentary um, from Lauren and Lawrence uh, Blair in their series, Ring of Fire in Indonesian Odyssey, they met a man who claimed to have eaten the multimillionaire New Yorker. So, explorer Tobias Schneebaum heard a similar story from a group of Azmat villagers, which he wrote about in his 2000 book, Keep the River on Your Right, A Modern Cannibal Tale. So it goes, Carl Hoffman, a journalist from National Geographic, found further confirmation of that story and published a grisly report of Rockefeller's death. And this is the account. Three Azmat tribal elders named Pip, Ajim, and Finn found Rockefeller floating, exhausted, and close to shore. Right? So he swam the three miles. Maybe he passed out on the way out and made it. Right away, he just gets eaten. It's just not a a good ending. Conflicting reports, though. Years later, all of a sudden, maybe he didn't get eaten. Maybe he told people, "You know what? He got eaten. I'm gonna hold his own death, dude. Just hold on, hold on. Let's get through the rest of this." Okay. okay. Apparently, they say he He shows up to the shore. He's out of breath. He's, oh god, I'm gonna be rescued. And Pip (laughs) actually stabs him (laughs) with a freaking spear. So blow dart his ass, and they they no no didn't blow dart him. He speared him. They laughed and speared him. They dragged him back to the village and they ate him. And uh, all the other villagers came up and took pieces of him. And those three gentlemen, wow. they were allowed to Crap. eat his brain. That was the prize, was the brain. Which in real life, too, don't, is... Don't we get d- diseases, though, from eating, like, like mad cow diseases? It, cows, people... I don't have farmers enough were qualifications feeding, to go into whether or not you can consume in, brains it's in a healthy manner or not. Uh, what are they? They're scions. It's like scion poisoning. And it's these, it's basically like neuromaterial from your own species is not good to eat. I don't like want to people, know. I don't, I don't. Mad cow disease is essentially they were feeding chopped up cows, brains, tissue, everything back to the cow. In I don't want to know that. And that's, uh, that's what it is. Mad cow disease. That'd so, piss you off too though, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. The, the Maybe brain that's is, what, let's, yeah. I think he faked his own death. He wanted out yeah. of the Rockefeller family and he said, you know what? I'll see you later. He didn't uh, want anything to do Fossig. with that lifestyle anymore. Yeah, he looked at his buddy, the uh, anthropologist, and said, "You know what? I'm going to swim." That's that's what I would think happened. But he was swimming away from something. Yeah, not, not anything bad, but just this whole lifestyle, having everything set up for you. You your whole life's pretty much planned out. You yeah, know, if you're a Rockefeller, it's not like you're just going to go start an indie podcast and you know hang out with your dudes. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just, they got into trouble. That's one part of the article I go back to where I'm like, got into trouble. What does that mean? Like mm-hmm. your boat was going down or you know, what does that mean? Got into trouble. So, yeah, I don't know. 
But that's it. There's Rockefeller. Maybe he went down and uh, hung out and uh, spent the rest of his uh, time and days in New Guinea. Or maybe he got eaten by a cannibal. He could have. I'm going to say this. I'll bet he came out of that Rockefeller clan and went there and just started wrecking house in New Guinea and set up his own cannibal tribe. You come out (laughs) of a cutthroat family like that. Well. He was probably like, man, this family, there's nothing left to do here. I know how to, like, take over the world. I want to go start over again. He went back to, like, level one. Mm Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm going tribal. Yeah, he, he definitely Sim did. City. I'm going, <laughs> right. I'm going jungle run. <laughs> and that's then crazy. he got eaten. Yeah. Maybe. 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 Sorry. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that was a good one. Do you want to, uh, do you want me to do the next one? You yeah, do the next go one. ahead and do the next one. All right. Well, so these next two is just kind of a, you know, a little more of just, it's not that strange of news, but it's just kind of historical context news and where we need to keep, you know, just being aware of things that happen. You know, when did we stop being interested in the space programs? And when did we stop being interested in sending people into outer space and on rockets? And it really did. It dropped off. And I don't mean in like the last five years. I mean, like the last 50 years, like people just stopped caring about going up into outer space. Space shuttle missions all ended. We just don't... I remember having a conversation one time with a friend about how electricity was made. And just, I understood all of it, right? And we're, but we're just talking about it, but just trying to capture the idea of how many people have no clue how their lights actually turn on. Like when you flip that switch, what is actually knowing the underpinnings of things sometimes. I right? learned more watching a documentary on Nikolai Tesla about electricity than I right. had ever. Right. And I'm a knucklehead when it comes to, <laughs> I'm not going to be an electrician or a plumber or yeah. build much. But you get the concepts of how things are generated, created. Yeah. Again, you're, you're aware. You're just aware. Being aware sometimes. I know a lot enough. of it has to do with magnets and, and force, uh, you know, creating electromagnetic force, with, um, you know, electric motors and some of that stuff mm-hmm. is, um, it's interesting. Well, and that's where this falls into the line. We've got India becomes the first country to successfully land spacecraft on the moon's south pole. Now, there have been obviously other countries that have landed on the moon, and we've had manned moon missions. Maybe we haven't, yeah. but we'll talk about that another day. What we're talking about here, though, is India has now become you know another country to actually land on the moon and get there. Four total. Right. So you've got um, U.S., Soviet Union, China, and India, right? They, however, landed on the southernmost part of the moon from what it looks like here. And they've also tried to do this before. This was, you know, that not their first attempt. Um, but they did land in this region of the lunar surface thought to contain deep craters with ice water. You know, uh, that would be very interesting if we sense. start finding things like that as well. Yeah. Right. Um, I know there was something else in here. There you go. Here's some video of... Uh, Everybody's celebrating in India. Oh, yeah. Their mission oh, yeah. control. There's the president. Wow. So they do have a particular interest in the water and ice, right? So if there is water, ice at that South Pole, it could be used for fuel, oxygen, drinking water, with the mission laying the groundwork for a potential permanent base. Frickin' base on the moon. <laughs> Frickin' base on the moon. Well, it's according coming. to some people, uh, there's already some bases on the moon. <laughs> Right. So I don't know where I lie with that secret space program stuff, bases on the moon, Nazi bases on the moon. It's so hard to substantiate. But man, is it fun to think about if there are these kind of like deep secret, secret operations up there already. 
Yeah, and I mean, we didn't never stop going. You know, we never stopped going to the moon. Or did we go to the moon at all? Well, there's a lot. There's a lot there. <laughs> I mean, one of the things that I think, uh, honestly, about it is like even the space program and the stuff that we see, right? Like you think of, I think it was Ben Rich from Lockheed Martin. Mm-hmm. He's like, we have the technology to take ET home. <laughs> like he said these in, in different interviews and yeah. stuff. So I think yeah. they actually have aircraft or they have craft just like UFOs or UAPs. We don't need rockets. Yeah. We don't need rockets to break through the, you know, atmosphere and get out of Earth's yeah. gravitational pull. Is that what everybody That's not seeing? what UFOs are doing from what I understand. They're indiscriminately popping up and down 80, 90, 100,000 feet at a moment's notice. I'm sure they're getting out of the atmosphere. So even that concept, right? Like think of it like think of like thinking like the space program like a train of today and thinking that we're just kicking ass with these trains. And realistically, everybody else is driving a car down a road and they can make their own determination of where they want to go. But what we think is like, you know, really cutting edge is this train. That's how I look at space and rockets right now. It just seems so bizarre and old fashioned to me, like still mm-hmm. horse drawn carts of yeah. getting to space type stuff. Yeah, we're still blasting rockets. In Maybe it. that's just me. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. What they're doing with them, they've done some things now that, you know, again, with like SpaceX though. and those rockets that land themselves and stuff, mm-hmm. that stuff's crazy. So yeah. don't get me wrong. We've made advancements, but we're not still just combusting fuel to make a big rocket. It's still just a giant firework. It's you know? material physics yeah. at, at this point. You like the image from this? Yeah, it just shows where they landed uh, the India operation, the, those two little spots on the bottom. I mean, if there'd be water anywhere, it'd be... A, a, on the southernmost point, frozen, you know. So that is cool. I don't know a lot about the, the moon. Does the moon ever all, does does the moon rotate? We always see the same face of the moon. Why? Uh, okay, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Do you want to do the next one? Uh, the, sure. The the um, yeah, Vice. This is a Vice article by. Uh, and uh, this is Russia's first lo- – okay, so this is by, sorry, uh, Becky Fiera. Russia's first lunar mission in 47 years has crashed into the moon. No good. <laughs> Russia crashed its Luna 25 spacecraft into the moon over the weekend and dashing the nation's hopes of landing a robot on the lunar surface for the first time in 47 years. The uncrewed spacecraft experienced an emergency situation and then ceased its existence as a result of a collision with the lunar with the lunar surface, according to statements from uh, Ros, uh, Roscosmos, Russia's space agency, that were they were posted on Telegram. Roscosmos lost communications with the mission on Saturday afternoon, Moscow time less than an hour after it fired its engines as part of a planned orbital approach to the moon. Luna 25 was supposed to touch down on the lunar South Pole within 48 hours of this maneuver. So both of them have their eyes set on the South Pole, which is interesting. And Russia was head off before India. So they wrecked and then India landed. Right. Yeah. Very interesting. It's a space race again. I'm sure there's some people There's a little bit of a space race going on again. Yeah. Something's happening. The old moon in the middle of it all again. Yeah. Um, The space agency added that a specially formed interdepartmental 
Commission will conduct an investigation to clarify the cause of the accident on August 19th in accordance with the flight program of Lunar, Luna 25 spacecraft. An impulse was provided for the information of its pre-landing elliptical orbit, Roscosmos said in a statement posted on Sunday at about four, uh, 1457 Moscow time, uh, communication with the Lunar 25 spacecraft was interrupted. The measure taken on August 19th and 20th to search for the device and get into contact with it did not produce any results. The crash is the latest setback for the Russian space program, which has hemorrhaged international partnership and prestige as a result of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Many of the nation's collaborative efforts with Europeans and American space entities have collapsed including a life-seeking mission to Mars. And honestly, I mean, we've always collaborated with Russia in space. The International Space Station was pretty much a co-collaborative effort with the U.S. and Russia. Other countries were a part of it, but those two put the most money into it. Yeah. And that lasted like, I don't know, 30 years? And Long time. Boom, war in Ukraine. Russia's just out of the picture. So, you know, without sharing... Cross-sharing information probably mm -hmm. all the time. Is it putting them putting them back? Um, but who know, knows? All the European nations are kind of stacking <laughs> the de deck up against them in um, in space. Yeah, not letting them be a part of the party. I mean, it's it's going to get interesting. Um, it's going to get real interesting. It's the first 21st century moon crash. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, from what Necro tells me, there's 200 million pounds of trash on the moon already from us, yeah. including human dookie bags. <laughs> Jesus. Right. I mean, what do you do with it? It's got some gravity. So it's not like it's completely just going to float off into space, right? I don't know. That's a really, really... And speaking of trash, that's a good segue. Oh, yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Okay, we'll do this one next. So this next one is from ScienceNature.com. Uh, Chinese space cleaner spotted grabbing and throwing away old satellite. This is such a weird image. It, it, That's it what I'm me, saying. Yeah, it reminds me of a 1980s movie. That like, oh gosh, it's gonna it's gonna hurt me not to remember this. But Tom Selleck's in it. Oh God, there's don't these have little clue. weird robots. Uh, Flutz capacitors in here. He always gets the uh, old. Uh, <laughs> is he in references here? to movies? I'm not sure if Flutz is in. I don't here know tonight. if he's in here now, but he usually does get the movie <laughs> references. You're right. Um, but these little robotic spider. Uh, these little robots, okay, like this. Uh, this company is releasing these things, and it's total cheesy early '90s movie. But that's what it looks like. Uh, last month, a private satellite tracking company spotted a Chinese spacecraft apparently grabbing and throwing a dead satellite away into a graveyard orbit. Something out of Star Wars, out of a Star Wars movie, occurred in Earth's orbit last month. There a Chinese satellite was spotted in late January, grabbing another long dead satellite, and days after, throwing it into a graveyard, uh, a graveyard orbit 300 kilometers away, where objects are less likely to hit spacecraft. So basically, it's a floating landfill that they're just bunching all these things together and letting them kind of that way. You can track everything around it potentially. Where there's just less traffic. Well, no, there's there's so much garbage that they're floating around the planet. Yeah, if and there's you're so to many get satellites. Up there, you're screwed. 
They're, well, even if you just have something in orbit, think of it yeah. like think of it like a um, a highway, right? And you have all these good working ones, and if you have an old outdated satellite that's yeah. going around and potentially going to smash a multi million or yeah. multi billion dollar you know piece of equipment or that is your rocket streaming our stream right now or giving you know uh, internet to wherever or you know whatever it's doing, like there's so much garbage up there, so much garbage. So that's so wild. We got Roombas in outer space. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yep. That looked like 1990s cheesy movie. And this robots. is the crazier part. We have stuff like that, and we still have the craziest stuff on this planet happening of where we can't give basic necessities to people. Mm-hmm. We have robots in space that can clean up the trash. But, that but we, we don't have robots on the planet here. that can clean up our streets mm-hmm. and clean up... It, yeah, it, I don't know. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. It does. That's why I said that my theory of the whole duality thing, where I'm like, you know, is dualism really stretching right now? Like, we're as as much as we're getting to like the the heights of the craziest, most ridiculous space Roombas we can make. At the same time, mm-hmm. we got you know my, the Rockefeller guy getting eaten by the Papua New Guinea cannibal tribe. Like we've got weird right. things like these juxtaposed. Oh my God, is that the movie? Am I right? I don't know, but that's him with a what does it hardcore say? mustache. I, what does it say? Runaway. Tom Selleck profile picture should it. just be a. It should, it should just be wait. A no, that is it. It should just be a picture of just oh his mustache. Oh my God. Yeah, I'd definitely show that. Thank you. Look, Necro, who, who, born ne- not to run, Necro. born not to run, and Necro both called <laughs> so it. So I wasn't crazy. See, this used to play on HBO back in the day when I was a kid because we got HBO free. <laughs> I've never for seen that. Fifteen years when I was a kid, they just I... kind of the cable company just forgot about it, and they would play. And I swear, Runaway. Yes, that's hilarious. Much love to you guys. They, that was going to drive me nuts. And Tom Selleck's the lead in it. Right? Yeah, I didn't yeah. dream that. Tom Selleck's mustache is the lead in it. Yes. God, that's great. Runaway. Classic. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, these rare events were presented by Dr. Brian Fwelling in a webinar hosted by the Center of Strategic and International Studies and Secure World Foundation last month. Fwelling is the Chief Space Situational Awareness Architect of Exo Analytics Solutions, a private U.S. company that tracks the position of satellites using a large global network of optic telescopes. The Chinese SJ-21 satellite was seen on January 22nd, changing its usual place in the sky to approach decommissioned satellite Compass G2. A few days later, SJ-21 attached to G2, altering its orbit. Chinese officials haven't yet confirmed that the apparent space tug occurred they never want to take any credit. right that's weird to me they just deny everything like deny 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 Did you guys say, no no yeah. they don't want to give a, but we you know, saw be the wizard and, and be the wizard the nsa be the wizard. tracked uh the the cars in the parking lot at the wuhan laboratory yeah but you gotta be the wizard <laughs> Uh, the Compass G2 and Beldu 2 G2 is a spacecraft from China's uh, Beldu 2 navigation satellite system that failed shortly after launching in 2009. More than 10 years, the metal carcass has been wandering around Earth along millions of other pieces of spacecraft. Right. Trash. That's what I'm saying. There's a bunch of garbage out there. SJ-21, which launched in October of 2021, 
has now returned to a geostationary orbit just above the Congo Basin. Geo <clears throat> happens when a satellite orbit orbits Earth over the equator at the same speed as the planet rotates. That's really freaking cool. That you know what I mean? That my brain a little bit. As the Earth is turning, mm -hmm. that satellite stays with it. Right. Geostationary stays right orbit. Right over the Congo. Stationary the spot. geo orbit. That's wild. Yeah. <clears throat> That's so cool. Pretty wild. Well, there you go. China. I. We know the space tug happened. Stop denying it already. <laughs> what What's the point in denying that? I don't know, but it just sounds funny when you said we know the, the old space, space tug. The space tug. The space tug happened. I don't. I don't know how to interpret that. I mean. <laughs> Most people wouldn't think that you're talking about, you know, being a tugboat. <laughs> I think they'd be thinking you'd be talking yeah, about the fraternization I know, that's of where you're... Uh, members on the uh, space station. <laughs> on the International Space Station. <laughs> no. Oh, Bob. The old space tug. <laughs> SJ-21. That's funny. Um, that's all right. Good. U.S. has cloaked bomber jets made using alien technology, proves UFO Hunter with a picture. I'm sure. I be times. Hey, you know, I'm not going to knock it because I've seen some serious sleuthing from Google Earth and all kinds of different ways that, you know, again, Gary McKinnon going into NASA and yeah. finding, you know, the unscrubbed images like, mm -hmm. hey, stranger things have happened. Let's just say that, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um let me just get to this. Releasing a mysterious image, Waring claimed that the cloaked B-1 bomber is developed using alien technology. Conspiracy theorists have long been alleging that the U.S. military is in regular contact with advanced aliens in deep space, and it is helping the country to stay leaps, in a, leaps ahead in military technology when compared to other nations. Adding up the heat to these claims, a conspiracy theorist has spotted a seemingly cloaked bomber craft in a military base. So this discovery was made using Google Earth. I watched the video on this, and I don't know if you guys have watched the video. So I saw the image, and I thought, okay, maybe that image is just like tire marks or this or that. You watch the video, it's kind of actually a little bit more freaky. And I don't know if the video will even load anymore. Um, maybe it got taken down. When I watched the video, they pan and look at this thing from different angles, and it's clearly like you're mm -hmm. like, oh, there's something there. It's pretty like, weird. It does look like a Predator airplane, but... Yeah. Um, in a recent post, he claimed that he made this discovery using Google Earth. In the picture shared on the website, a B-1 bomber can be seen parked in the military base. And just next to that, a plane-like structure seems to have been cloaked can be spotted. And this is a direct quote. I found something at Dias Air Force Base in Texas. It is a B-1 bomber base. I used to work on B-1 bombers back in Ellsworth Air Force Base, um, a strategic air command high security base. I found something at Dias that I'd never seen before. A single cloaked B-1 bomber. If you rotate the map at a 360-degree angle, you will easily see the second B-1 that is cloaked. And that's exactly what he shows in the right. video. Right. It makes sense. You see the black paint already on the B-1 is clocking, uh, is cloaking technology that absorbs radar so it will not reflect a signal back and be seen. Thus, it is nearly invisible. 
Waring also assured that the B-1 bomber is making use of alien technology to develop advanced flying vessels. He added that the B-1 bomber is the most perfect aircraft ever developed by the U.S. military. Several conspiracy theorists have alleged that the Area 51, the confidential military base in the Nevada desert, is a place where the military tests alien technology. A few months back, a Facebook event was planned to raid Area 51, but it did not get materialized as planned. I don't know if that was a few months back. That was forever ago. Oh, this is from October of 2020. Sorry. It wasn't a few months back. It was a few years and months back. Anyhow, I'm going to keep going on with this. They did not raid Area 51, and there is no... uh, raid plan please don't go out there um but he did share the conspiracy uh, the coordinates of this as well to the entrances and uh skeptics have dismissed it you know saying it's an angle it's this it's by the that. way let me just tell you yeah the guy that they're talking about runs the site ufo sightings daily yeah and just for fun i clicked on his site and He's got some pretty interesting videos. I mean, there yeah. was one of them that was from like t- August 26, 2023. He's got YouTube links in there. Yeah. And it's just straight up, you know, so this guy's watching the skies. He's, he's oh, out yeah. there uh, scouring for YouTube for, you know, UAP videos and, and sightings reports. Absolutely. He's part of the new MUFON network. So I don't know. Interesting story. I I thought it was really, I mean. That photo's pretty Pretty wild, but you could totally Photoshop that very, we, well, very, very, very easily. But let's say this: you've you've seen. Have you ever seen any of the the specials when they do um, bring out like the cloaking technology they have worked on? Have you ever seen them? No, the, I have the, the, Like invisibility cloaks they have made. Like no. how they take those and it's a camera Just and basically what projects. Yeah, I mean, yeah. real like DARPA yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. put that cloak on, you can disappear. Like yeah. that's real. Like. Some of the stuff when people say they're actually seeing ghosts and apparitions, there are some times where it's like, was that a ghost and apparition or was that a high advanced military outfit you just saw? No, a person even. Like when Mm. for espionage, you want to go in and like put a hit out on somebody. You want to take out a political candidate. You want to do this. You want to do that. Cloaking suit on. Yes. Go roll. Bruce Maccabee's wife seeing the Predator Bigfoot up in uh, Lima, Mm. Ohio. Yeah. Right. Like. God, I want that story. To they be want to put that on play. Why do you think we see that in 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 uh, you know Star Wars and Star Trek and every other space movie of yeah you know every, the every alien ship comes fiction. in and it dematerializes the cloaking yeah. device so you can see it and you're like oh well, there it is like wow yep they all have some kind of cloaking if you can mechanism. dream it you can do it yep and it is it's just cameras right they're just shooting the sky they're shooting the ground. No shooting what's behind them to project it in front of them to make them invisible. LEDs underneath it that are just showing the image of. Well, like if I wore a cloak right sky. now and I wanted it to be invisible, the way the cloak would work is I'm wearing it, and what you're seeing is you're going to see the wall behind me. Right. So it'll take a picture of what's behind me and mm-hmm. reflect it in front of me to you, so that you can see through. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. You want to do this next one? Sure. Uh, this one is from BigThink.com. And, of course, we've got to have some ancient civilization stuff for you guys. Uh, And this one is – so this one's the Maya coveted Mercury. It may have hastened their downfall. Hey. Well, tends to happen. Mercury is is a mesmerizing element, silvery, illustrious, and liquid, and room temperature. It seems like a substance straight out of a fairy tale. In fact, it was long called Quicksilver which literally meant living silver. In archaic use of the word, quick, is to refer to something that is alive. But prolonged exposure can lead to some serious health problems 
an archaeologist. What's up? What? What? <laughs> In honor Time of out. Tom Selleck's mustache, <laughs> Sets in the City has great. Sets in the City, thank you. <laughs> some sweet moolah. With Uncle Rico. Thank you so much. That's hilarious. That's In great. honor of Tom Selleck's mustache. God. God, that's funny. Well, it's Tom Selleck must Tom Selleck's mustache day today. i I love it. I love it. it the mustache, thank you. God, <laughs> dang it. Sorry, I didn't mean it. Oh, that was worth that laughing. was worth interrupting. That was good. It's too funny. <laughs> uh but prolonged expo- exposure. Let's see, where was I? Here we go. Um Yeah. So archaeologists are now learning that the ancient Maya have left fallen prey to Mercury's sinister beauty. I mean, go. my grandpa would have Mercury, and those guys would just play around in their hand, my mom said. All the time. Yeah. Oh, you know, my grandfather was an engineer, so he had weird chemicals and just different things around. Yeah. Uh, you know, working on track, new idea. He was an engineer for new ideas. So he probably had access to, probably grabbed a little Mercury from, you know. Who knows? The, the shop and... and Said they would just roll it around in their hands. I broke a thermometer when I was a kid. And did you play with it? Put it no. on a dish. And I was trying to get it to go down the sink because I was. My, I knew my mom was going to find out. <laughs> I was trying to get the evidence. To, yeah, and I think I was trying to get out of school that day too. I was trying to heat up the thermometer, you know, and like, hey, I've got a flu or whatever. It just it wasn't my day. I died. Butterfingers. You know, yeah, it's bad yep. day. Shaky hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so persisting for nearly. 1,500 years in what is now the Yucatan Peninsula in the countries of Guatemala and Belize, the Maya civilization was one of the most advanced ancient in the ancient world, noted for its unique art, stirring architecture, sophisticated writing, and so on. Environmental degradation caused a harsh downturn in the Maya society over the 10th century. The Spanish conquistadors would finish them what remained uh, about 700 years later. Um, and they were mesmerized by Mercury. Modern archaeologists are now deciphering the remains of this great Mesoamerican society. One thing they gleaned is that the Maya seemed to covet Mercury. Many Maya undoubtedly had an eye for the sublime and thus were entranced by elemental Mercury as well as its vermilion-hued offspring, Mercury sulfide, also known as Sinbar. Cinnabar is by far the most prevalent of the two components in the archaeological record. Archaeologists have unearthed numerous artifacts made of it and turned up evidence that the Maya extensively used uh, cinnabar-based paints. Pure elemental mercury is rare find but linked with ritual caches of elite burials. One of the most dazzling discoveries was a bulbous vessel retrieved from an underwater site in Guatemala holding as much as 500 cubic centimeters of elemental mercury. The wide presence of the toxic element appears to have seriously contaminated many Mayan sites. A team of scientists wrote in a review published last year in the Frontiers in Environmental Science, over the years, archaeologists have examined 10 locations for the presence of mercury and found that six of them had levels exceeding the toxic effect threshold. Most notably in 2020, a team from the University of Cincinnati, oh, represent, uh, reported that two water re- reservoirs <clears throat> in the heart of the ancient city of Tikal contaminated, had toxic levels of mercury. The scientists think that rainstorms caused cinnabar plant-based, uh, sorry, cinnabar-based paints to run off buildings and leach into the water and sediments. Tikal had between... 45,000 and 62,000 residents at its height. 
So this toxic fascination, prolonged exposure to mercury can cause muscle weakness, poor coordination, skin rashes, blah, 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 blah. Um, so yeah, it's like they found skeletal, they found mercury in skeletal remains as well. Yeah. So, you know, they're working with it. They're obsessed with it. It seems like using it to create paints and that shit just is dissolving into your bones, man. Well, yeah. I mean, doesn't that it absorbing it. bone cancer, right? I don't mercury know what exposure? it all does. I mean, it, it, it set all the, uh, the downfalls of it, didn't it? Prolonged exposure can cause muscle weakness, poor coordination, skin rashes, memory memory problems, as well as uh, trouble speaking, hearing, and seeing. Um, element also inhibits certain enzymes necessary for proper neurological functions. It's definitely neurological. Um, so, yeah, they found and uncovered evidence of mercury in Maya skeletal remains that accumulated when the deceased persons were still alive. So, moreover, the amounts were, were significant enough to negatively impact health. One of Tikal's last rulers might have suffered from metabolic disease as a result of chronic mercury poisoning. So, I don't know. How, were they, like, bathing in mercury? I don't know. Like, prepare the bath. Yeah. <laughs> Just jumping in a... It's a lot. A bunch of, of mercury. mercury. Yeah. How... Wait, wait, wait. How do you... Wait. Where do we? Where do you get, get all? Where this? do you get mercury? Yeah, that's a better question. Because does anybody even know that? I mean, I'm sitting here with the capability to research it, but I'm trying to use my own thoughts and and dream this up. Where do you think mercury comes from? I mean, any ideas? I'm gonna Google it right now because <laughs> this is uh, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea, but I'll tell you this much: the ancients they knew how to find all the precious metals. They knew how to find all the weird stuff. There you go. Mercury is a naturally occurring element that God, we're stupid. I know mercury, it's not, I know it's not on. like I Mercury I mean, is a naturally occurring element that can be released into the environment from volcanic activity. Okay. Weathering of rocks, industrial processes, waste incinerators, and mining for mercury, gold, and other metals. Most of the mercury in the environment originates from the combustion of coal which releases 160 tons of mercury a year into the air Jeez. to the United States alone. Christ. Uh, inorganic mercury can also enter the water or soil from the weathering of rocks that contain inorganic mercury salts and from factories or water treatment facilities that release water contaminated with mercury. Okay, but how does that natural, give you a bottle right, of mercury? How do you get, do you get bottle, that bottle natural, of silver mercury? Right. So we'll look that natural up and we'll get sources, back to you on all that. Natural sources account for rest, roughly 60% of the mercury deposited <laughs> in Canada each year. Hmm. So it's it's a bioaccumulate. I we'll look into it. I wow. just need to know, like you know, what is it like? Uh, how do you get a little jar of it? How do I we wish, how do we collect? That's it? when we phone a friend and call Tom. Yeah. Tom Roll Johnson Regis. from the Rock Shop. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you this much: the Amayans, a little too much mercury. Yep, played with a little too much, a little too much touch. They got the Midas touch, but with no mercury, touchy. right? Yeah. This next one comes from the Nautilus, um, and this is a uh, interesting article. It's from uh, August of this year, 18th. Um, starts off and says, when I ask friends if they've taken psychedelics, they hear the same kind of thing all the time. They'll say, yeah, back in the day, you know, in college or at a rave or hanging out with friends, it was like a rite of passage when they were young. But you could argue people who would benefit the most from these mind-bending experiences are people my age, middle-aged or older, because psychedelics have a unique capacity to open up the mind so that everything feels fresh and full of possibilities, especially as you get older. 
It's so easy to get stuck in a rut, but under a psychedelic, the brain can become more plastic. This time period, though, is limited. It might just last a few days or weeks. So it is really important to understand this critical period when our minds are open and also so vulnerable. Um, these periods of high plasticity are what Dr. Gull Dolan has been studying for years. She's a neuroscientist at John Hopkins with both a PhD and an MD, and she's done some groundbreaking studies on the critical periods psychedelics can reopen, including in octopuses. Yeah, she's given MDMA to octopuses, who she cheekily calls psychopaths of the ocean. <laughs> normally, yeah, they are. <laughs> normally, they're asocial. But on MDMA, they become oh, affable. Could you imagine with all Which, them Which, if you arms? know what affable means, and I Dude. love words, you know what affable means, right? Affable's lovey, oh, funny, yeah. the Vince Vaughn of the water. Could you imagine getting a back massage on MDMA from a, oh, an octopus? Could you imagine an octopus <laughs> on the MDMA being like, I love you. Oh, I want to touch your face <laughs> with all eight of my tentacles. <laughs> sweet, 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 sweet. <laughs> So anyhow, so oh, they, they you give MDMA to an octopus, and they basically get very friendly and very oct octetally. Uh, <laughs> That's not a word. Aki touchy. <laughs> no touchy. Wow. Okay, moving on. Sorry. Aki touchy. Okay. Snuck that one. Back. Oh, so the question was, what happened when you gave MDMA to octopuses? It was the California two-spot octopus, Octopus bimaculoides. Oh, I'm going to try that one more time. Bimaculoides. That's the only way I can say it. They're asocial. These octopus in general that they were using, they're asocial. So when we started those experiments, we made sure to keep them in separate chambers under flower pots because we knew that if they had access to each other, they would probably kill each other. It's kind of mm -hmm. like, uh, well, what's the fish? The beta fish, uh, fighting fish, right? Yeah, yeah, beta You know, you don't put them together. Um, so it was a little bit of a surprise that when we gave them MDMA, they ceased to be asocial. They were spending all their time in the social chamber. And this tells us that the brain circuitry for sociality exists in these octopuses, but that it's normally suppressed outside of the reproductive window. Normally, it's turned off. It also suggests that for whatever reason, <laughs> octopuses evolved to be asocial because it was adaptive for whatever hunting strategy or lifestyle strategy evolution imposed on them. But given that all other cephalopods are social compared to octopuses, there's something unique about the strategy that octopuses have chosen where being asocial is so adaptive. Wow, that's mind-blowing. It's the time where we can do the most transformation. And they're talking about psychedelics here again. So you're taking this animal that, that it has these very strong things that it does all the time. You By give it itself. Give it MDMA and it's like, hey, buddy, I want to hang out with you too. I'm yeah. sorry. I, most of the time I want to kill you. You want to see me? Right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Most of the time I want to kill you, but now I want to hang out with you. Like, yeah. Now I want to be friends. Yeah. You know. So it's just like it's very interesting. So you go on to say we were amazed by finding – uh, by, by this finding, we know that psychedelics are different from each other, not just in the flavor of their acute subjective effects, but also in the duration of those acute subjective effects. Ketamine lasts about 30 minutes to two hours in people, whereas psilocybin and MDMA are a little bit longer, three to five hours. 
LSD is a little bit longer than that. Eight hours. Oh, right? bullshit. And Ibogaine is kind of the rock star of the group. 24. The acute objective effect lasts anywhere from 36 to 72 hours. Wow. From Ibogaine. Could you imagine? There also seemed to be a rough correlation between the duration of these acute subjective effects and the therapeutic durability. So we wanted to know, is there some relationship between these things that the psychedelic drugs are able to induce? There was, and this is remarkable because whereas ketamine keeps it open for about three to four days, LSD keeps it open for three weeks. Yeah. Right? And what they're talking about is that neuroplasticity, mm -hmm. that ability to rewire your brain, that ability to change. You know, oh, I just, I do this all the time. I do this all the time. I can't get out of the, the, get out of those your neural circuits patterns. that you burn into your brain over and over are just like pathways in the ground. You could walk over the same patch of grass every day. You're going to wear it down and that just keep following it. That's what you're doing when you do that with your brain. But when you take, you know, uh, LSD or ketamine, you know, these time periods of your brain neuroplasticity being available to kind of rewire or open and with LSD for like almost a month. Um, now it's, more evident that the shared property that we see across all psychedelics is critical period reopening. It suggests that what it feels like to be in that altered state of consciousness, that's common to all of them. It's, it's just what it feels like to be in critical periods, right? Open critical periods. Um, it tells us also that there's reason that clinicians have spent so much time focusing on the integration period, right? After the acute effects of the drug have worn off. The integration period seems to be important for solidifying the changes happening during therapy. If people are staying in a vulnerable open state for two to three weeks after we give them the drug, it's a missed opportunity if we don't continue to give them more therapy during that. But also it could be dangerous if we're not taking care of people when they're in that vulnerable state where you're going to be taking in information like a child does. So, oh, I see what they're saying. So knowing what those states are like afterwards is like you know um how would i say this like rehab after having surgery on your leg yeah like hey for a month after this you know you're gonna want to take it easy like don't lift anything over five pounds like don't stress yourself all these but you might take you know go on a, a ayahuasca retreat or ibogaine or do a psychedelic and think okay cool i did that for a couple days well now they're finding out for a month later you're still having this like kind of like childlike wonderment and like reprogramming and and ability to shift your focus and narrative. So it's it's really really wild. That is some really wild. Like I did not know. Well, any that's of what that. they they talk about the integration period after you do a big session or you know go to a, a shamanistic retreat or whatever it is. The the problem people have is what do you do with all that after the fact? Yeah, you have all these revelations. Half the shit you can't remember. Right. But you know that, you know, there was this big breakthrough that you had or whatever it is, that month period, that's when you get your ducks in a row because you're still kind of tapped into that. Yeah. And that's, you know, you hear it's kind of like this. I don't know. It's kind of a, but integrating, you know, it's in the psychedelic well, ceremony kind of world. Yeah. Well, like you this. hear a lot of that terminology. On the, on the last part of this article, it goes in to say that, uh, you know, when, when they're in these like, um, the transformative state, you know, like when they're in this point of integration period right after the acute effects of the drug have worn off. They said it's a time where we can do the most transformation to lock in those insights, right? So here's yep. an example, like this quote says, it turns out I was smoking cigarettes because I hate myself and I thought that this is all I deserved. Hmm. This is the time to solidify the new patterns of thinking to say, I am worthy and I don't need to smoke anymore. This is a shift away from that 
uh, way we've approached addiction. Drugs cause addiction because they cause dopamine release. And all we have to do is reverse it and change the reward value of those drugs of abuse. And I'll, hell man, I'll say that. I quit smoking my jewel, right? My, my vape pen for my nickname. Now I run every day. Yeah. Now I'm addicted to like I'm gonna get a dopamine hit somehow. <laughs> Whether that's brutally doing three miles run in ninety six degrees heat, I don't care, but I'm gonna an, get that hit. You have such an addictive personality. I I'm have guilty a of super it too. addictive I'm personality. Terrible. Always yeah. have. But I'm I mean, gonna figure out how to get myself yeah. satiated. Just like a worker dog, you know, like my dog. My dog needs a certain amount of exercise, energy. He he requires it, you know. You have to do certain Aces things. Around. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to lose Scuban. his mind. Yeah. Scuba needs his exercise. But literally taking that, and, and not that I went on a psychedelic retreat for it, but just the way I framed it in my mind was I don't want to smoke these uh, nicotine devices anymore and then like the pros and cons of it. But then really like getting something to replace that, that's the hardest thing. Because mm-hmm. in those first couple of days, weeks, you're like, eh, it might be all right. And then like, Eventually, you're going to want that, or at least me as the ADHD type. I'm going to need that backfill of something <laughs> to, to. Yeah, you do. You know, I just do. Yeah. I do. Anyhow, that's my soapbox. <laughs> uh, this last one's from thedailymail.com. Oh, yeah. And what is the truth behind big cat sightings in the UK? Map reveals where beasts may have been spotted in the British countryside, an expert cast doubt. On an Amazon documentary team's photo proof of panther-like creatures in Staffordshire, Staff, Staffordshire, Inc., uh, Staffordshire field, um, folklore of wild beasts roaming the countryside are often commonplace in many rural towns and villages across the UK. From the t- notorious beast of Exmoor to the demon of Dartmoor, various sightings of exotic animals have stoked suspicion that there could be a number of big cats roaming the countryside. In the last few years, these claims have become more and more tangible thanks to an increasing amount of solid evidence. Experts have admitted a few big cats are likely to be living wild in rural Britain. Oh, sure. They are mostly through uh, thought to have been exotic pets, which have yep. since escaped. Joe um, Exotic. Yeah, and also the Burmese python situation. Yeah. Like I was listening to that, uh, uh, the uh, python cowboy on Rogan talk about right. the python and iguana problem in Florida. Well, the Dude. only thing that's different there, though. Oh, my God. The only thing that's different there is you have iguanas and reptiles that are going to repopulate much quicker and in greater quantities. If you and have a, a singular and... black panther or whatever black cat yeah. or whatever – you're going to have to have the same species of that, you know, like and those released. Those and pythons are eating all the Florida panthers. The panthers so are getting murked, and they just started coming back. The Everglades. Like, I told you, they just need okay. to have a St. Patrick's Day like event down there where they, you, but know, you know, like what? the Simpsons, they just kill all the snakes one day. You know, some people it's like, well, it's cold in England, but big cats live. It don't mountain matter. lions live. They don't in care cold, if it's cold. Cold, cold weather. They're up fine. In the yeah, they're good. They can live anywhere. They'll nap. They'll cuddle up. Pumas are just South American cougars. It's all the same animal, right? I mean, yeah. pumas, cougars, panthers. It's the same um, animal. It's exactly. I think the same it's animal. the same animal. Mm-hmm. Might be a different like variety here it's and there, but it's the basically location. the same cat. Yeah. Um, They're but, badass though. But yeah, it just shows you kind of a spotting map. There's a black panther. It's a photo of a black cat. I asked a gentleman. You know what? I got two anecdotes from this guy. One, 
was from the uh, space debris earlier. Mm -hmm. This is a guy I used to work with. He was in um, the service. He was like a Air Force Ranger, Army Ranger, one of those. And he was talking about being at a different, you know, this base back in the day. And um, oh boy, like the technology they had back then. And he was in this room and had this just giant wall of like TV screens. And they were like, you know, this sergeant or whoever he's with, like, oh, you want to see something cool? He like punches something in on the computer real quick. And like this shot comes up on the screen. And they see this like orange ball just like cruising. Across. He's like, what the hell is that? And they're like, it's the golf ball that Neil Armstrong hit off the moon. Hmm. When they went up there and landed, like we've been tracking it since he hit it off the moon. What? That's crazy. Because we're talking about it, they track all these thousands yeah, and millions they of know pieces. Where all that debris is. Well, yeah, because anything. And that's what we were talking about. Anything. Not, not being able to find that UAP. When that UAP went down, they're like, oh, sorry, it's over the frozen lake. This is what I'm saying. We can't recover it. This is what but I'm saying. We can saying. track a goddamn golf ball that's in what I'm saying. space. That's what I'm saying. Come on, bro. That's what you I'm saying. That the other UAP. one. The other one was, he's a hunter, and I was listening to a lot of show, uh, shows and stories about ABC's Alien Big Black Cats or Alien Black Cats, and um, I asked him. I said, "Hey, man, have you ever seen a, um, have you ever seen a like a big black cat, like a jaguar or panther, like hunting?" He's like, yep, "Yeah, absolutely have." I was like, "What?" Yeah, he's like, "Yeah," he's like, "Sure." They're spotted in Ohio. Truckers over in. Um that's what Justin from Crypts of the Corn. I was just to gonna guy, say a truck driver. That's CM. Uh, I guess it's it's Urbana. I'm sure Bickwell, they do Bell Fountain area. But again, you can't mention it or actually acknowledge that you've seen them because now you've got to give them quarter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. It, the, it's like we're being told that we're not living in the world we're living in. I know that there's not bears around here. There's bears in certain spots, and there's maybe in black Ohio. cats. And, yeah, yeah. That's, but that's what I'm saying. It's like we're not allowed to say they're out there, so we just say that they're not out. It's like we have definitely have black bears now in Ohio. I know this, but if, if you go to so Ohio wild. History Connection, they have a natural, uh, natural history kind of museum section, and yeah. they have all these taxidermy animals, and they have the uh, Ohio black bear, completely extinct. In that museum, right now, they basically tell you that there's no such thing as black bears in Ohio. Right. And then one of our episodes that, that'll be coming out probably in a, more than a few weeks, but um, ODNR naturalist yeah. John yeah. Hickenbottom. Yeah. Talks about it. Talks about, has a great black bear story. That's right. So that That's uh, right. keep an eye out for that, John Hickenbottom. God. It'll be a while still. But All these liars. Yeah, not John. All, I'm saying all the other liars. Oh, we don't have bears. We don't have this. No, that's not real. And this isn't real. Blah blah blah. It's like we're living in Plato's cave. <laughs> all this horse shit. Sorry, it gets me upset right. sometimes. I'm just tired. Like I'm so We've tired. We cursed of, more like, on this episode. I'm sorry if anybody we did, offended, but I did at least. You cursed a lot. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I haven't. Yeah, that was my only upset. one I've dropped so far. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's frustrating, man. Like I don't want to get to like. 80, 90 years old, if I get to 80, 90 years old. But I don't want to get to like where it's like, oh, well, actually, your whole life, actually, reality was this way. And yeah, you just been getting screwed your whole life because we didn't want to, you know, actually tell you we had aliens or this or that or UFOs or free energy or Sasquatch or bears or black cat. Like, we just wanted you to know there's an Ikea down the way and you can go to Five Guys and get your burgers and then get your oil change at Midas and then go spend your money here and then go spend your money there and then go spend your money here and then go spend like, 
I don't want to live in that garbage, man. Like, quit telling me things aren't real that are real. Oh, well, you know, the veil's lifting for sure. It, it needs to. to it to needs to. Yeah. It's getting really frustrating, man. Uh, don't let it frustrate it. This is exciting times <sighs> to me. I mean, you know, I get frustrated for sure. Um, but I see a lot of signs right now where just the simple fact of all the Fortean style podcasts and people talking Coming about paranormal. Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. It is. Um, more and more people are getting hip to this shit. And, um, you know, it's a good time to be alive. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Definitely frustrating at times. You feel like you're up against the wall, but we got some comments rolling. I can't read right now. I don't have any. <laughs> I don't have my contacts. Necro, as far as I know, that was his story. But Necro said every bit of weight is calculated to fly to the moon, including the weight of the fuel, and they packed golf equipment. I mean, dude, there's, right. dude, there's a guy. Bro, there's I've a guy that snuck like that. a a freaking gorilla outfit. Oh, on on the moon ride, like astronauts have snuck right. things up there, so they can pull pranks or do things like that. And That's I saw one was great. Pizza Hut made a freaking oven for the International Space Station or something, so they get a pizza pizza in space. It's not a joke. I'll tell you what: you give me pizza, you give me a Supreme, give pizza me Hut Mars pizza pre Pizza Hut. Give now, me, give me Mars and give me pizza. Remember what Pizza Hut was and like when we were kids. Don't give me a ticket back Dude, home. Personal book it. Personal pan pizzas. Best pizzas book in it. the world. Nothing tasted better. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know why it tasted so soundtrack good? Soundtrack on cassette with book it. Yeah. You get a full book it sticker. You got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles soundtrack. I don't think I ever got that. Cassette. I never oh, got I got that. it still. I never got. I'll that. bring it in and prove it. What? I have it. It is what? horrible. We went to the same school. <laughs> Why didn't I get that? I know I read. I had the book it. Dude, we were pizza I had hut. the pin we with were the badges with the buttons and we, the stickers. And yeah, we, we were a Pizza Hut family. Yeah. I'd get my personal pan. We'd go there. We'd ride our bikes to New Bremen. No, I didn't. All the time. No, Jake, I wouldn't. Cat, all, yeah, I didn't. Chickasaw boys, we would dry, ride our bikes. It was a hell of a haul. And we'd eat buffet and then be like, oh, God, I can't make it back. Because we would just eat ourselves stupid. Um, but, I, dude, Pizza Hut was the that. best back in the day. It's now good. it's a Pizza Hut carryout. It's still good. They don't have the restaurants. Those are all gone. Pizza was. There's no Pizza Hut restaurants? There's some in, you know, small towns. Like, there's still one in New Bremen, but all the sit-down places in Columbus That's completely insane. are gone. Well. It's all carryout. Did, uh, re- did you see the ones up top? Extopus. Uh-uh. <laughs> born not to run said humans are like oh wonder what happens when we give this animal mdma like yeah that's an interesting thought experiment like yeah i would like to see that done with like silverback gorillas give them maybe not MDMA. actually hold on hold on let's back up there that It'd could get, get a little extreme yeah <laughs> i wouldn't want to be in the room <laughs> nope nope oh no, man nope I, I uh, shut that experiment down in my head real quick. Who do we all got in here? We got, uh, oh, Mopar Phil. We Mopar got Phil. Ronan Art and Music. Dude, he's yeah. been killing it. Yeah. Everybody go check out Ronan Art and Music. Uh, absolutely. Go check out that YouTube channel. He's crushing it. He's, he's staying at it. Yep. I love when people start something and they, Stick you it know, out. if you just keep going, you know, something will happen. It's You quit, 
it all falls apart. You just got to keep keep going. That's what he's doing out there, man. Much love. You got to do it. Um, and also, everybody, of course, go follow Necro Mechanimal on Instagram. Oh, checking yeah. out all the po- he's been crushing the, the edits. Uh, I can't wait to see this one. The one with uh, <laughs> the post episode uh, image after <sighs> Lindsay on Monday, which unfortunately my dumb I didn't even see it until today. It just got pushed down my my oh, feed. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it was. Me, you, and Lindsay as Ghostbusters yeah. in the haunted house. Yes, with the symbol painted on the door. I'm like, dude, that might be the symbol. It seems like that would be the symbol. Absolutely, he it nailed again. it. It Let's was look great. at it again. He's always doing a good job. Yeah. So much love to Feels all you guys out here. And if there's anybody I missed, that's content creator um, that's in the chat hanging out. Um, show these guys some love. Um, you know, we're. Uh, what else? Oh, I don't know on the wide shot if you can see here. Totally blew this in the intro. Oh, Bob yeah. from MetaZoo. Shout out to MetaZoo, MetaZoo Games, and Bob and the folks over there uh, sent us four unopened boxes. I'm sorry. Oh, what? Stunner said we should open one. Oh, copy that. Yes. We are going to open. There you go. Open that one. Why not? This is which one is this? What do we got here? That's the cryptid one. Oh, this is Cryptid Nation. Cryptid Nation. This is one of the the latest one that was just released this year. And do you want to cut it open? Nope. All right, cool. The seal. Take that sticker right there. Is unsealed. Yeah, let me pull. Oh, man. There's a bevy of them in there. Yeah, we got four giant boxes. So if anybody plays MetaZoo cards, uh, let's see what we got here. Now, they all come. Sorry, Dizbro. This is going to be very crackly, bud. (laughs) <laughs> all right, you get one and I get one. All right, all right. And they're each individual there. wrapped. That's kind of fun. Uh, let's see. We got... That looks like it's... Chaos So position. this is the MetaZoo City card. That's and really cool. So with this, you get... Uh, it's an 8 out, of, 8 out of 10 box poncho. It's the city. Let me grab another one. Here we go. Wait, you only had one card in there? Yeah. What? So maybe that was just the... Is that like the first card? Might be the box. Uh, oh. <laughs> I got some go. cool cards here. These Old are green eyes. Exploding Mine. Lake Worth Monster. Oh, check that one out. Lake Worth Monster. We got Necromancy. Oh, yes. boy. That's for you, buddy. It's for you, Necro. You need to start playing MetaZoo. I'll hook you up. These are cool. I've got the uh, Holy Gem. Old Green Eyes. I've got that one, too. The Ground Dog. Hey, Ice that. Storm. What's The that? Holy Gem. Nice. Looks like uh, uh, some kind of like stone of... We're learning, we're learning about this game. We actually saw at Frogman Fest, they had half of the whole exhibit center was, I don't know, how many people do you think were in there? 200 people? More? There's a lot playing, of people playing MetaZoo. Playing MetaZoo. I mean, incredible. These guys crush it. The artwork is unbelievable. Um, much love to Bob and everybody over at MetaZoo. Uh, this one is the Unending Fire Cat, Fire Castle, the River, and Cosmic Aura. Hello. That's dope. Very, Bun- very cool. Bunny Man? What the? Is that like a uh, Donnie Darko? Oh yeah, that's cool. Giant salamander. You gotta river, show. You gotta show what you're uh, looking at here, bud. The skeletons' lanterns. There you go. That's cool, right there. I don't know if you can see that. 
Oh, he's going to zoom in. Look at that, Mikey. Look at the zoom. Oh, nice. Look at that PTZ operation in there, Stoner. That's good, buddy. <laughs> That's what she said. That's the 20X. Nice. That's uh, cool. Here you go. Here's the uh, artifact, artifact, the broom, uh, the beaster bird, the Gigi bird. God, these are weird. Whoever. Pyrokinetic blast card. Old green eyes again. Uh, fire trap. I got the Morpheus. I got the Beast of Busco. That one looks pretty intense too. Uh, the Sinkhole Sam. Check this one out. This one's cool. I like really the monster cool. cards. Are let's get let's check out. See if you got that zoom capability. Look at that. I'm gonna do one more or two focus, more. Focus, focus. There it is. Are we gonna open all these? No. Okay. <laughs> a lot. There we'll be go. here open cards for a while. This is the last one. Is that autofocus working? Ooh, I got an alien astronaut. That's cool. <laughs> I got a gum. Sweet. I got a gumbaroo. Look at that thing. Man, they're creative. And a lot of this stuff is legends, folklore. So it's cryptids, legends, folklore. Um, you know, probably a lot of the stuff you find in like the Witcher lore and stuff like that. Uh, Killer stuff. And that's just one box, man. We're not even. I mean, you know. We've got a long way to go here. I don't know if you can see this, guys. God, we got a long way to go. Uh, but we're going to have a lot of fun opening these. Uh, we'll pop open a couple every now and then. and and uh, We're going to figure out what to shout do out with medicine. them, though. we got to learn how to play, right? We've got four boxes. We could have some killer, killer hands, bro. Yeah. We're going to have to start. we got to hit up Termenic. Termenic, uh, we met shortly at uh, Frogman Fest. we got to learn how to play this. He's one of the uh, influencers over at MetaZoo. Shout out to Termenic. Shout out to MetaZoo. Thank you guys so much. Uh, that was sweet. Um, good idea there, Stoner. Very good idea. Thank you for letting me open some of these. I've been asking about this. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've been every day almost. I come in and I'm like, can I open a box? Can we open some? And then I look down today and one of the boxes had the plastic wrapping taken off of it. That Mike said me. we weren't going to open any, and then we did I, open it. I had some, to open it. And we opened the uh, MetaZoo logo was 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 kind of blocking the, the cryptid for my photo the other day. These are really, really cool. You couldn't read the Cryptid Nation text on the front, so I was like, ah, I got to pull it. These are so cool. I'm going to probably go down a rabbit hole on these. Um, but, yeah, you guys can follow us at the strange road instagram tiktok twitter facebook group strange road hitchhikers uh again thank you so much to all the people that are supporting the show sharing liking reviewing you guys are the best um you know awesome tonight super sticker from sess in the city and Fantastic. not just a super sticker a super great chat. comment yeah super a great chat. comment too yeah. for tom Selleck's mustache Love that, dude that was hilarious that I, was worth it you guys are great um uh, don't know what else to say. This has been fun. Great episode. Appreciate everybody. You guys are killing it out there. Um, Master Control. Master Control. Stoner and Disbro. There, they, there they are. Wave, wave everybody. Look at Disbro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very hard at work. Bet you it's hot in there. I don't, I don't know. It's been pretty. It feels pretty good out here. Bet you it's warm. Yeah, in it's there. probably. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. Signing out. Time. Peace, love, and chicken grease, y'all. Bye bye. Later.